Hey, what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 5th of February, 2019. And it's my motherfucking birthday, you dogs. Oh, it's. I'm sorry this is a bit late. Our, what's the time? Five, eight past five in Perth in the afternoon. Uh, so it's way late in Melbourne and fuck, who cares, dude? Honestly, I'm having the greatest time. I've got a tea for the first time in two weeks. <laughs> I love that that's a running joke on my podcast. I drink, what is this podcast like? Well, he, he drinks tea most of the time. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Fucking as, um, oh, and what a great birthday it's been! Twenty-eight years old. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Tw- what what movie is that? Da, 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 da. Is that Forrest Gump? That's not Forrest Gump. It's some. Fucking sad movie. Who cares? No one's sad because I'm 28. I didn't die at 27. That's impressive. Fuck yeah. How many people actually died at 27? What was there? Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, uh, that cunt from the Doors. <laughs> and like, and then there was like there were like two or three. And then after that, they made up that like 27 club shit. And then after that, everyone who dies at 27, they're like. The third bowler from the Pakistani touring cricket team of 1986. It's a, the 27 club strikes again. Like It's just like, no one fucking cares about your stupid hero. Yeah? <laughs> the 27 club. I don't know anyone who's died at 27. People often die. They either die younger. They like overshoot. You know, they shoot for 27 and they end up fucking passing out with their tongue in their throat off Xanax when they're 22. Or they go later, skin cancer. Those are the two main causes of death in my circles. (laughs) It's it's Xanax or skin cancer. That's, I'll run a marathon, that's what I'd run a marathon for. The Xanax skin cancer marathon. You gotta... (laughs) You gotta take stimulants and and cover every inch of your skin with like cloth and SPF fifty, because I don't want anyone too relaxed and I don't want anyone getting sunburnt. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm a little bit drunk. Listen, <laughs> um, today I uh, I woke up. Around 9.30, 10, I was like, it's my birthday. I'm feeling good. I, I woke up, honestly, at like 7 to some messages. My mum called me at like 8.30, but then I was like, I'm just, fuck this. I'm staying in bed, just scrolling through Facebook, doing a little love heart react on everyone. Uh, everyone who uh, wished me a happy, happy birthday, lovely. Thank you, everyone who has wished me a happy birthday. You're all gems to everyone who hasn't. By the time this comes out, you've probably still got like six hours left, so get involved. Be a part of the statistic. Um, yeah, so I kind of got up at like, I guess, 10 or so. And um, my mate Todd was uh, saying that he's going to cook me lunch. So went down to Frio, 
had lunch with my boy Todd. He gave me a fucking denim jacket. So sick. We had some beautiful pasta, an amazing bottle of wine in the sun in his backyard. And then went back uh, to the pub near, near his, had a pint. And then, oh my God. I'm alright, so I'm already at that point. I'm like, I'm drunk. I'm in fucking Frio. We're just talking shit, taking some nice pictures. I go up to uh, a mate of mine who I, um, the cafe that I worked with in London, Department of Coffee and Social Affairs, was like, when I started there, it was like a nice kind of, not family run, but there was a, the team was like 60 people. And uh, this guy, Tom, um, was like the sales manager or whatever there. And I ran into him on the street the other day. He saw that I had a show on, so he was kind of looking out for me. But ran into him on the street and uh, him and his girlfriend. And he was telling me about his whole the life that he's got over here. He moved over here f- to follow this lady. And uh, he's working for this whiskey distillery. Now, what were they fucking called? That would be a good probably detail to add to the pod considering the amount of fucking free gear that he just gave me he um he works at this whiskey distillery in kind of like the east of perth it's pretty much the cbd whippersnapper distillery and um he was like yeah man come through for a fucking for a tour and to be honest like when i like heard that i was like oh that'd be a nice thing to do with the the lady that i've been seeing and um I kind of had that, like, earmarked for, like, a nice couple thing. But she's working in the day. I hit up a few mates. Everyone's working. So I went there by myself. And I was a little bit like, oh, what's this going to be like? <laughs> I definitely, I saw him go into his, like, I mean, we're mates. We can talk. We can hang out. He, that dude can fucking, you know, he can have a conversation with anyone. But I saw him when I got there. It was very funny. Go into the mode of, like, this is the tour that I'm giving. <laughs> And I was already a little bit drunk, so I was just ready to kind of stand there and listen. Um, but after a while, we got into the groove of it. Like, I just, I don't know. I think I might be, I think I might be low-key getting into whiskey. I just like going on those tours. They're like nice things to do, right? The actual moment of tasting the whiskey. And that was interesting with this tour this time. Like, he taught us, taught me, taught us, taught us like there was anyone else with me. It was literally me and my mate walking around, but then him giving speeches at every stop, you know. Um, but he taught me about, like, the process, the way that they make the whiskey, and then the way that they, like, think about whiskey. Because I went on this whiskey tour, or, like, a tasting in Edinburgh in September, and... Um, like, at that tour, it was very kind of, like, proper, like, this is, we, whiskey is serious, you know, we, we drink it like this, this is how you should drink it, na 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 and then today, Tom was telling me, like, man, once it's in the customer's hand, like, they can do whatever the fuck they want with it, put Coke with it, put soda, have it, have it neat, have it on ice or with water, whatever, like, it doesn't matter, and it was, it was very interesting to get, like, the other, you know, like, to get, like, here's how the people from the Scottish Whiskey Society in Edinburgh do it, and then here's how these kind of dudes who have been running a company for five years in Perth do it. Maybe I'll talk about whiskey for a bit. It, I didn't know this, but the way that it's made, so you put it in the barrel, you have, I don't know how, I don't know how the alcohol part is made, right? But you get the ethanol and blah, 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 blah something about 60%, who cares? The barrel is like the main thing. And then the wood of the barrel, wherever it's grown, that's important. And like the water that you use in making the the ethanol and the liquid and everything. Then you put it in the barrel. 
But one of the main differences, Tom said, in between whiskey made here or in Japan or Scotland or the US or wherever is the climate because the way that he explained it was like in the barrel when the temperature changes, the liquid expands and contracts just as the wood expands and contracts. But it kind of like almost breathes through the barrel. So as it expands and contracts, it seeps into the wood of the barrel and then back out. Does that make sense? I don't know whether I don't what is hot make it get bigger. I feel I'm gonna guess hot makes it expand because the particles go faster inside the liquid. Like, is that true? Yeah. When it turns into gas, it gets it takes up more space. Yes, I'm gonna say <laughs> I I'm gonna guess that when it gets hotter, it expands, and when it when it cools, it contracts. So when it expands, it goes into the wood of the barrel, and then it contracts, and it seeps out of the wood back inside the barrel, but it takes on all of the characteristics of the barrel. And in Scotland, where it's quite cold and the temperature doesn't fluctuate that sporadically, it takes a long time to do that. But in Perth or in Australia, where the temperature might be like hot in the day, cold at night. Like we're in a desert, basically. So it's hot in the day, cold at night. It's going in and out a lot. Say 30, it takes 30 times to go in and out. So say one in and out, that's a breath, let's say. 30 times to do that in Scotland might take 10 years. In Perth, it might take like one year. And that's not necessarily better or worse. It just means that it makes for a different thing because that's a more volatile process when you're doing it in Perth for the same amount of like whatever drawn out of the barrel. And I don't know what that means actually for the whiskey, but it was so fucking, it was cool, man. It was a very cool thing to do for my birthday. Just like me and him. And then we just tasted a bunch of whiskeys. I've got more drunk. Um, and now I'm here. I'm in this room in Subiaco drinking my tea. Oh, I I fucking missed my stop before. I still I didn't miss getting angry on my birthday. I uh, I was on the train. I was reading some article about global warming that fucking someone posted, just about how we're all gonna die and how. <laughs> I've I've really been thinking about that. Hey, like we're actually fucked. Like this article in like the New Yorker or whatever. It was just like. Yeah, the sea level rising is one thing, but like the the level of extinctions that have happened in the past however long, like the last five major extinctions on Earth, one of them was from that meteorite that killed all the fucking long neck lizards. And the rest of them, it's all been from global warming. It's all been from like vast temperature changes in short periods of time have killed off every time like 97% of... Uh, of animals on the earth and that's what we're headed for right now well we're literally fucked even just like the one that i always think about is like the the drought that was in syria that's the reason that all of the fucking migrants have gone to europe and it's starting all of these conflicts i don't know anyway i was reading about that i was totally engrossed in it and i missed my stop and it just happened to be an express train so i went past subiaco and i was like oh I'll walk back and then it went like four or five stops further <laughs> and a part of me just like I was like it's my birthday I'm having a good time but I just for some reason I'm always in a rush like I always want to get like I wanted to get to Subiaco get off the train come here 
record my podcast and then as I saw the GPS on my phone go past the next stop and realized it was going to be like five stops and I was going to have to get another train I just oh man I wanted to scream at the top of my lungs but I didn't buy a ticket so I didn't want I didn't want the cops to be like who's this guy where's your ticket and I'd be like uh actually it's my birthday so I'm just a little bit upset that I missed my stop um could you guys do me a solid? <laughs> oh. Good birthday, man. It's been a weird week. I mean, it's always been a weird week. I always say that. I feel like I always say that. But um, this was something. All right. Let me run this past you guys. On Wednesday, uh, Sassy, this girl who was living at the place where I was staying before in South Frio, she's great. She said she was going to come to my show. She did come to my show on Wednesday and she brought her friend, some guy, just like a mate of hers. And uh, after the show, me and her and him, this guy, have a drink afterwards. And the girl that I've been hanging out with comes as well i'm like oh come she didn't see the show but i'm just like come meet us we'll have a drink cool so she gets to the bar and we're all hanging out we're playing some dumb some weird drinking game what was it ah i can't remember what it was called it's like it's on your phone so like everyone has a nickname picks a nickname for themselves and then the phone sets out like challenges you know so like my nickname was taco so it's like hey taco um if you finish university, give out three drinks to someone, or if you didn't finish, every uh, you like drink five, whatever, you know, like just like weird questions like that. It's just an excuse to drink and get to know each other and blah, 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 blah. We play that game. This dude um, who my friend came with, his nickname is Lame Joke Guy. So after one bit, we were there for like an hour. And after a beer, uh, me and the girl that I've been hanging out with, we leave. We're like, all right, guys, peace. We're going home. And I go home with her, stay the night. In the morning, in the morning, she's she wakes up and she's like going to go to work. So she just drives me back to the station. And she's like, oh, that guy, lame joke guy. Well, I, I don't know, that guy added me on Facebook last night at 1.30. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit weird. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't really tell if it was him. So I like added him to see the more pictures. And I'm looking through, she's like, oh, I'm still not sure. I'm looking through it. And I'm like, oh, that's definitely this guy wild okay he added you sure he didn't add me but he <laughs> but he added her and it, it like i mean look straight away i didn't say anything but my jealousy and like my like defensive radar is fucking going haywire you know i'm like who's this guy why is he adding the girl that i was there with that he met through me oh he's just added her fine so she drops me off and we're talking about it. It's just like, oh, that's a bit weird, whatever. Then um, she drops me home and like a minute or two after she drops me back, uh, she drives to go to work and I get a message from her. It's a screenshot of a message from this guy going, hey, it's lame joke guy. Like, hey, exclamation mark, it's lame joke guy. And she just goes like, oh, it's so on. And I'm like, this motherfucker it's seven in the morning at this point right so this guy this is the situation this is what i'm like 
I want to put to you guys. Is this is this guy an insane person? Is he a douche? Or is he... I have my own opinions, but think about that for a second and then I'm going to rattle off my opinions here. He messaged her at 7 in the morning after fucking meeting her the night before, meeting her through me, who's with her, who's introduced to her as like, and this is Eva, like with my hand on her leg, you know? And he's a dude who I just met through some... Whatever. He's just seen my show. That's crazy. That's crazy behavior, right? I don't know. I can't, I can't figure out whether he's a dick to me or whether I'm just making it about me or maybe he's just kind of a creep. I think I'm making it about me. I think I'm being possessive over her and I think I'm taking personal offense where really none is owed to me. But here's... That, so, like, I, I think me being uncomfortable, or not uncomfortable, that's not the word, me not liking him is on me rather than on what he did, but here's why I think he's a bitch. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's because... <laughs> Here's why he didn't do anything wrong by me, but here's why I still hate him. (laughs) I haven't said that out loud yet. That's really funny. Here's why he literally did nothing wrong, but I still want him to die. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, I'm such a possessive, insecure cunt. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys understand why I think that's funny and are laughing as hard as me or else um, that's a real bummer. Here's why Here's why he's a bitch, right? Is <laughs> because if you... I, this is the move. If you... In the, th- that situation, at the end of the day, is just like... If I put myself in his shoes, I'm at a bar, I am introduced to a girl through someone and maybe it's loose. Maybe it's like, oh, this is just a girl who that guy is there with that night, you know? I mean, I did say, oh yeah, we met on Tinder. So it was established that we were together, but it's like, oh, we met on Tinder, loose, whatever. If I'm that guy, if I'm the other guy in that situation and I like that girl, there's one move that you're allowed to do, or that, that even, not even allowed, that's good to do, that's going to work at all, and that move is you add the girl, sure, on Facebook, or the girl, the guy, or like anyone, if you meet someone that you're interested in, you add them, and then it's honesty, it's just, you message them and go, hey, I liked you, I whatever it was, I thought you were pretty, I thought we had a nice chat, I, I looked in your eyes and thought I saw you wink at me, <laughs> I'm lonely, (laughs) I'm a bitch, (laughs) whatever it is, (laughs) I'm a little pussy who can't make people themselves, whatever it is, dude, (laughs) you say that, you be honest about it, and then you say, you put your cards on the table and you say, "I, I think you're, I thought you were very pretty, you're great, let's grab a drink, if you're free, if you're into it, I'd love to get a drink with you, that's it. Boom, done, and then you walk away. And if they're into it, they they follow it up. 
And if they don't, if they're not, then they don't. None of this fucking, hey, it's me. <laughs> Hello, it's me. Like, like now you make conversation because I'm a little bitch. Oh, I fucking, I hated it so much. And um, I just, I don't know, man. I guess I've been that person before, but just, I really, all I wanted to do was message him. When she messaged me that, all I wanted to do was message him and just be like, hey man, is that how you meet people normally? You just try and fucking snake in on someone else's fucking thing that they got going on? Is that, is that what you do? That's pretty cool, man. Actually, I'm, I respect you. I'm impressed by you. I just wanted to let him know. I just wanted to call him out and let him know. Because, I don't know, man. It's an ego. It's definitely an ego thing. But it's just like, I've been called out before. And it feels bad. But, like, you just fucking take it on the chin. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Fuck, I hated that cunt. So, I thought he was fine. I thought he was like a fucking, just a dude that we were hanging out with. And then that. And I was just like, oh, actually, I hate you now. Am I, I think I'm crazy for thinking about this so much. Hey, I thought about it all day. The next day, I was like, Eva, the girl I'm hanging out with, she just she f- forgot about it. She was just like, oh, it's on. Like, she made jokes at me. She was just like, oh, maybe I'll hit him up. And I was like, oh, I actually hate this. This is making me real insecure. <laughs> Fuck, I'm such a loser. Let's do some music, huh? What's the time there? Oh, love that. Um, no, I don't want to put, no, I don't, <laughs> I've got like, cause I'm, <laughs> cause I'm hanging out with this lady. I've got so many songs in my head that are like, just like, uh, just like pop stuff, you know, like she loves the Veronica. So I've just got the Veronica's in my head. I've got that. I just want to go back to 1999. <laughs> it's not Veronica's, but it's something else. That's not the song. This is still quite a poppy song. But I've kind of been loving it. We don't talk anymore. Selena Gomez. Man. We don't talk anymore. Uh, uh. We don't talk anymore. Uh, uh. We don't talk anymore like we used to do. It's been great, man. I don't even know if that's the original. Let me have a look. Who did the original? Because... I feel like the one that I have in my head is different to the one that I get on Spotify. I want like the big club banger, but the one that you get on Spotify is like acoustic guitar, you know, it's like an Ed Sheeran song or something. We don't talk anymore. Brutal. Autocorrect. We don't and talk anymore is the next thing. Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth. (laughs) Who's this guy? Let's find out who Charlie Puth is. Oh my God, I hate him. Look at his fucking face. Bleach blonde hair, pink shirt, black polka dots. American singer-songwriter, charliepooth.com. 2nd of December, 1991. You fucking piece of shit. He's younger than me. Charles Otto Puth Jr. Oh, and he's rich too. Fuck. His initial exposure came from the viral success of his song videos uploaded through YouTube. Oh, and he's a YouTube star. Oh, God. I hate this cunt. 
<laughs> See You Again was released as Puth's debut. Puth. Let's read his name again. Charlie Otto Puth Jr. Like Otto von Bismarck. Like the World War One German general. The guy with the pointy hats and shit. The one who... Who was the precursor to killing six million Jews? That's whose name you got, Charlie? All right, no, hey man, yeah, no, 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 do your thing, do your thing. No, that's fine. I'm, hey man, like if that's you know what you're into, killing six million Jews, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I, I fully support you. You know, I just want it to be known that that's who this guy is. Anyway, Charles Otto Puth Jr. was born on December the second, nineteen ninety-one, in Rumson, New Jersey, to Deborah, a music teacher who also wrote commercials for HBO, and Charles Puth, a builder and real estate agent. His father is Catholic, his mother's Jewish. Oh, betraying your own people, eh, Charles? <laughs> he has two younger siblings, twins, Stephen and Michaela. Uh, <laughs> I love that his mum, it doesn't have a last name for his mum. It doesn't even have a link for his mum. To Deborah and Charles Puth. To Deborah, a music teacher, and... Charles Puth. So not only does he hate Jews, but he also hates women. <laughs> he just hates everyone. Don't listen to that song, We Don't Talk Anymore. You know who he doesn't talk to anymore? Most of his family, because they've disowned him, because he's a bad person. <laughs> Charles fucking Puth. Oh. So what for tonight, huh? I've got um, dinner with Eva. That's going to be lovely. Thai restaurant, nice bottle of wine. And then uh, maybe my mate Todd, who's given me this jacket, we might be... He just got kicked out of his house. Oh, no, he didn't get kicked out of his house. He left his house. There was a weird... I don't know. There was a weird tension in his house in Frio. So he's subletting this room for three weeks. And uh, as it happens, the place where he's living, the people there are like having a party tonight. I don't know. They've got four kegs and a fridge that has like a keg pourer on it. So there's, I don't know, man. I'm feeling good. I'm Honestly, I can't remember. What was my last birthday? What did I do for my last birthday? I was, was I in Perth? I have no fucking idea. I can't even remember what I did my last birthday. The last birthday I remember was the one before that when I moved into my house in North Melbourne. I have no idea what I did for my last birthday, but this one, it feels good, man. I just, I don't know. I'm not putting a lot of fucking stress on it. I don't feel like it has to be great. I've spent a lot of the day by myself, which is lovely. You know, I don't feel, I feel like earlier in my life, like in my early twenties, when I, when it was my birthday, I would get, I remember a birthday, I reckon 2013, when I turned 22, that day, I just, I didn't have anyone really to do anything with, but like, I remember that day I went to an op shop and I bought this giant fluoro orange, like polo shirt that I wore for ages. It was way too big for me. It was like an XL. And that was kind of what I did that day. I remember, like, in the moment being like, yeah, I'm having fun, this is good, I'm doing, like, a free-for-all by myself. But I remember waking up in the morning of that day and being like, you know what, I just, I, I wish I had someone else to do this with, you know? And at the moment, I don't feel, maybe it's because I do have someone 
to do something with tonight that the rest of the day I didn't put any pressure on myself. But I just don't feel the same pressure to be hanging out with people or making something on my birthday. I feel like it's just, fuck it, it's my day, man. This is my fucking day. I just wanted to tell this story, actually, at the end. This infuriated me the other day. I, uh... I haven't been that, this isn't the thing, but I haven't been that happy with my shows uh, for the last week or so. I feel like, I thought maybe that it was the show that wasn't good, like that the jokes, the stories and everything weren't getting the laughs that they were supposed to, maybe because they were just weak. But then I did a set last night and I did one of the stories from the show that I remember struggling a few times this week. The, The particular story that I did in this 10 minute set, I remember it not getting that many laughs and I'd started to think like, oh, maybe it's not that funny. And then I did it in this set and all of the lines that I, that I normally lean on got the laughs. And I think what I've been doing is I've been, because it's my show when people come in, I think I've been a little bit scared and I think I've been analyzing too much whether everyone's having a good time and caring too much about whether people are going to walk away having, having had a good time, you know? Um, and that's making the audience like me less because normally what I do is kind of combative like against like I set myself up in opposition to the audience and so by caring too much about whether it goes well it's making the shit suffer anyway I thought about that because the other night this guy was in my fucking show I fly at him and uh, I fly at him and his two friends in Yagan Square just before my show on Sunday night and I gave them the flyer, and it's like, it's a picture of me, it was taken in a studio, like a year ago, and I mean, I guess the background is white, so I look kind of white, but he didn't believe that it was me, because I've been out in the sun for the last three weeks, I'm pretty dark right now, which I'm stoked about, to be honest, I fucking, ugh, I love feeling like more of a minority, like I have more license to take upon, you know, I'm a victim, you don't understand what I've been through. <laughs> I actually, I love it. <laughs> I could, like, this guy didn't believe that it was me on the fucking flyer. He thought that, no, that, that guy's white. You're fucking dark. That's not you. It was infuriating. I showed him the flyer and he was like, is that you? I was like, yeah, it's me. I've fucking bit longer hair in the flyer and my skin's a bit lighter, but it's me. And he didn't believe me, and I was like, well, whatever, anyway, come to my show, here's a free ticket, blah, blah, blah. He gets to my show with his mates, and I'm like, talking to everyone before the show starts, and I'm like, oh, isn't this funny, this guy didn't believe that it was me on the flyer, and he goes, oh, I, I still don't. And I'm like, fuck you, why did that make me so angry? It really upset me. It's very unsettling to not, like, what do you want me to do to prove that that's me? Like, I can go through my Instagram. I showed him my Instagram. I was like, here's the post where I got a haircut last week. Fucking, here's the post of the picture of me that I posted saying that it's me with, like, people liking it and shit. What the fuck can I do to make you believe that that's me? Why do I need him to believe that that's me, more importantly? I mean, he's already at my show. I don't know. It was just infuriating. I was like, it's still not racism. I'm really looking to be a victim of racism, I think. I'm shopping for victimhood at this point, and that's not quite it, but very close. It just, 
it felt like this dude fucking telling me who I was. Like, you're not that guy. And I was like, fuck you. I am fucking that guy. Go fuck yourself. It really made me angry. And on stage, though, I think this is a part of me being scared on stage is because it was the start of my show and I want the show to go well, rather than saying what I'm saying now and being like, fuck you, that is me. Like I would have in a set, like go against him. I was, I, I tried to laugh it off. You know, I tried to be like, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, I don't really know what to say. And I don't know. It just, that, that's not the real, I mean, the show went fine. The show went fine, whatever. But I think that is n- not, the audience aren't looking at me say that and going, oh, this guy, you know, he's no good. But if I'd gone the other way and not been scared to go, fuck you, that's me, go fuck yourself. And in the moment, say something funny and whatever. I think that would have endeared me to the audience or at least let them know I actually don't care. I don't need you. Not that I don't care, but I don't need you to like this, you know? And it bums me out that I was so scared by that guy because I fucking, what's he going to do? leave my show after he's already paid for a ticket because he doesn't think that flies me. Everyone else is going to love me after that. Fuck you. Anyway, I think that's it. (laughs) uh, I'll end on an angry note. I don't really know how I feel right now, but it's been a lovely birthday. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Aiden Taco Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.